Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So in episode 133, I've got a very special guest uh, who had classes a good friend, Ben Prentice. So Ben, please introduce yourself to everyone who maybe doesn't know about yourself or hasn't heard of you. Sweet. Well, first of all, mate, I appreciate you asking me to join the podcast. Fantastic. I've been listening to a hell of a lot of episodes. So was it 133? We'll make sure that 133 is one of your best episodes, mate. For sure. We'll, I'm sure we're going to dive into um, a lot of good stuff as well, mate. So yeah, my name is <clears throat> Ben Prentice. Um, I do apologize about the, the sore throat, I'm just recovering from a cold, but yeah, Ben Pentis, full-time online coach, um, bodybuilder, or tried to be bodybuilder, um, competed for, twice now, once in 2019, once last year as well, same season as you, and yeah mate, just just, just a lad, enjoying life, I know we're going to talk a lot about training, potentially coaching, um, and just, just all good stuff man, so yeah, I appreciate you having me on for sure brother. Nah, my pleasure, I appreciate you coming on. So, uh, why don't you kind of start off by telling me like what current, or not just me, but the audience, like what current phase you're in, in regards to maybe training, diet, etc. Cool, so for training it's been a, a productive off-season so far, so as I like to call it, balls deep into the off-season for sure. Um, it's been, was it, I think just over, what, a year, a year and two weeks since I think we were at British Finals, um, October 16th if I remember correctly, so... Well, it's been off season ever ever since then. Um, it's been fifty four weeks, just just continuing to to progress. A few setbacks and stuff, which we can go into if again you want to cover that. But yeah, currently right now, off season, the plan is to continue pushing towards the rest of the year. Potentially looking at doing like a slight pullback in January if we need to. But right now, the biggest goal is just to just enjoy training, enjoy putting on some size, some strength, etc., etc. Um, I've got no no um goals of being shredded anytime soon we're gonna we can we can just put it at that for sure i think that's a good point to make that i'll probably dive into like later in the episode the fact that like you shouldn't especially in your early years not that you're in your early years but you shouldn't kind of want to be shredded all the time if you want to actually make improvements in your physique and that's something i think a lot of people forget about like what body composition you actually look good at doesn't equate to the body composition you can make improvements at 100% 100% mate, couldn't agree more. It's something that I talk quite highly about this on my social media and especially my clients. I coach like 95% of my clients are lads um, and with that as well, especially this t- this kind of time of year and stuff, people tend to kind of finish their summer diets or competition preps or whatever and they're like, right, I'm going to do a, a, a gaining phase for the next kind of 12 weeks and I'll, I'll see for next year and I'm like, bro, if you're, if you're natural, <laughs> you ain't making much progress in 12 weeks. Like, of course you can, you'll gain some fullness, you'll maybe gain some strength but in regards to muscle mass the next time you diet you ain't gonna look much different i literally wrote an instagram post about this about about two hours ago as well mate so yeah if you want to make some serious improvements play the long game man especially if you're young like if you it just totally depends we can go down a, such a rabbit hole with this like if you want to be if you want to make noticeable changes to your physique like you need to commit longer if you want to make like a little bit of progress then of course you can go like you can do the yo-yo diet and diet for summer gaining phase winter etc etc but the people who make the most progress and the people who have got the best physiques are the ones that stay in a gaining face for longer. Like, it's, it's, it's so simple. It's literally as simple as that. Definitely. Like, the ratios need to be kind of, like, heavily t- weighted towards being in a surplus in comparison to being in maintenance and a deficit. And that's something that that I really consider with my clients when it comes to, like, rate of gain. Like, uh, with rate of gain, obviously, you don't want to be too slow, but you don't want to be too fast either. You want to be in that spot where you can spend as long as possible pushing up without really getting too fat, in my opinion. I think that's that's where the progress is made, just being there as long as you possibly can so you're in the best position to progress. Would you agree? 100%, 100%. With rate of gain, it's like, 
it's a common question I get asked, um, or I'm sure you get asked as well. It's like, oh, what should my like weekly rate again be? And it's like it's so fucking the answer that I always give to nine out of ten questions that people hate is it's person dependent, and they go. Aye, I'm, I was smiling before you. I was smiling before you said that because I, I knew exactly you were going to say that. It's the same way. Every single story that I put up, like addressing a question, or if I do like a Q and A or whatever, or client questions, it's like it's if you're absolutely shredded, you can gain a hell of a lot faster. Like I was, my rate of gain was much faster this time last year. I was two weeks post show. The goal was literally just get on a good amount of body fat, a good amount of scale weight, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Whilst now, if I had to be gaining a kilo a week or whatever, like yeah, that's not going to be productive at all. So it's definitely going to change in regards to time. Not some, not phases, but like time in that phase, body composition, feeling, like appetite, etc., etc. The list goes on. So, and that's why it's important, like as a coach as well, like you know yourself or your clients, like you have to address so much different things and take into take so many factors into consideration and stuff. So, um, yeah, rate of gain is something that needs to be manipulated for for sure. You can't just go balls deep and gain fucking god knows how much weight for a year. It's not gonna be productive for sure. Yeah, definitely. And as you said, like after competing out the gate, you're you're not in a good spot to kind of perform well for a good while, to be fair, to get to actual peak performance. So you start actually putting yourself in a good position to actually build new muscle. So there you want to kind of be relatively aggressive. And then when you're in that spot, I personally think that's when you should kind of slow down so you can prolong how long you're actually in that phase for. And uh, on the topic of like rate of gain etc how much have you gained since your show now like what's your body weight sitting at and what was your stage weight just out of interest so stage weight we'll go in kilos um i know people prefer pounds and stuff but we'll just go kilos for sure um i'm 76 on stage and yeah was, yeah 76 on stage i think my, my lowest of prep was like 75.7 and i'm now 92.8 i've actually dropped a bit of weight i was actually on holiday um like six weeks ago to greece and Unfortunately, I got like a horrific stomach bug for a few days, and um, I'm somebody who's, if you want to call it, like a quote-unquote hard gainer. This, people still use this term. Um, so for me to, to gain weight takes some time. For me to lose weight, yeah, like happens overnight. So literally within, I think, 30 hours, I've dropped like 10 pounds. And it's just Jeez. I thought I'd, I thought I'd gain it back pretty fast, to be fair. So I went to the stomach bug, came back from holiday, and yeah, I went, went holiday 94 kilo on the dot. That was the Tuesday before I left. And that was my peak off season weight of that of, of that gain of, of that phase of that off season anyway. Went holiday, came back eighty nine point nine, which is a bit frustrating, a, a slight kick in the teeth if you want to call it that. Um, and then now we're back up at ninety two point eight. So it's been pretty gradual and slow, but a lot's been happening in my life, like moving house, yeah. you know, from London back up to Scotland. Like I said, being on holiday and stuff, and I guess we got a bit of like a stressful time and stuff. But um, yeah, things are things are going well just now. So what's that like forty forty odd pounds I think. Um, give or take. Yeah, and a nice tactical mini-cut in between Greece and they. Yeah, for sure, you could say that, tactical, but probably not the probably not the best. It's like, yeah, losing £10 is fantastic, but it wasn't a productive £10 for sure. The plan was to actually potentially, again, like taking things with a pinch of salt here, like potentially do a mini-cut, like a very aggressive 46-week pullback kind of post-Greece, like October time, like now, but just obviously losing that on, on holiday with the illness and stuff, it just made absolutely no sense. So the, the plan now Again, taking with a pinch of salt and seeing where we are, start of the new year and whatever, but it's going to be a case of pushing food back up, get energy back up, fullness back up, strength back up, skill weight back up, and then reassess in January. So the thing is, if it comes to January and we're feeling good, we're not going to pull back. We're going to pull back yeah. and see the body showing signs of red flags, not like, right, new year, new me, let's 
let's die, guys. Still yeah. You just bet me to it there. What what signs would you look for, like, to pull back? What red flags, or what would you consider a red flag when it comes to pushing body weight up and needing to diet? I reckon appetite for me, um, and, and body composition for sure. Um, I've been, I've been, definitely been fatter than what I am just now. To be fair, I don't even feel that, like, heavy. It's, like, quite good that this, this off-season it's not went too crazy in my face. Um, I had such a horrific junkie prep face on prep, so it's kind of nice to have, like... A, a little bit of fullness in my face, but yeah, last off season it was like there was just too many red flags, like digestion for a start. Like I was literally being sick after every single meal. Um, I kind of hadn't. It just kind of when I was like not new with AJ, but like our first proper gaining phase, and um, I was basically just kind of being like, I don't care how the fuck I feel. Like I was just getting this food down. So if I was, if you're, if you're watching, if you're eating a fucking meal or whatever, like just pause, pause the video and come back to it in a second. But I was basically kind of being sick. Into like a pub if I was having cream of rice or whatever, I'd be like, fuck this, like, I'm still getting in, like, I don't give a fuck here. Then when I told AJ that, he was like, bro, are you fucking joking, like, you're just being stupid here. But then he admits that he probably pushes a little bit fa- faster than what we had to. So, in regards to your question, we're off a tangent here. Definitely for me, it would be appetite. Like, obviously, you have to push through just because you're not hungry. It's like, you don't need to be like, oh, I need to diet because you're not hungry, of course. But if it's becoming like, a real chore and a real struggle and you're starting to feel sick and lethargic and it's taken away from training sessions performance it doesn't make sense and obviously body fat percentage as well not percentage I don't ever measure it but if you're feeling like and looking like too fat it just becomes a point where it's like it's just again unproductive feeling lethargic not being able to move and perform at your best so just try to find that sweet spot and stay there but I really do think I'll be able to, last off season before prep or before my pre-prep phase before prep it was like 96.6 and like I said there was 94 kg there before the, the holiday and, and the illness and stuff and it was like I looked still looked like not lean but I was still absolutely fine so I really do think I can definitely push past that maybe like we'll see how things look at like 96, 97 and then see but as much as we're not going to ch- chase a scale weight number I think 100 kilo will, will definitely be hit at some point before yeah. whenever sure. that'll be exciting I'd like to do that myself but I don't think I'll be doing that before prep it probably wouldn't be a, a smart position to start prep at what scale were you sitting at just now? Um, hundred and eighty-two pounds. Cool. I'm not sure exactly what that is in kilograms. Yeah, what were you at? Um, what were you stage? At stage, I was a hundred and sixty-three lowest weight of prep, one hundred fifty-nine. So, oh. yeah. I'm I'm looking to push up to I believe a hundred and ninety pounds, maybe just less than that. So last prep I started hundred eighty-four. Obviously, something I could have improved last year was condition with AJ, so uh, that's why we're starting leaner and giving myself more time, so starting a month earlier, so should set myself up pretty well. I liked what you said in regards to, like, maybe, like, appetite being something to consider in digestion, but I think something important, as you, as you kind of touched on, like, as soon as you maybe start getting your appetite lower, I think it's it's good to kind of troubleshoot that first and not just kind of pull back straight away, because, like, if a client comes to me and their appetite's like low and like I to really like and I ask what's your meals like when when are you starting eating and they're starting eating their first meal at eleven o'clock then that's why you know what I mean like you need to kind of establish that structure and routine troubleshoot those issues because your gaining phase will be so short and you'll limit your progress massively in my opinion if you just wait until you get the small turtle and then think right diet time. Sure, nah, definitely. It's like there's so many. Thing is, there's so many different things to look at, mate. And like you say, like if you're doing your, your check-ins or whatnot, it's like asking your clients the correct questions of, like, like you said, their meal timing, or even um, what would you call it, like, um, like just that your eating window, I guess. Like, um, 
if you're eating, like as you said, if you're eating what first meal at eleven o'clock and you go to bed at eight o'clock, it's a hell of a lot of calories to have within such a short eating window. Whilst if you can, like, extend that, have your first meal, let's say seven a, seven a.m. and you still go to bed at the same time, it's going to be so much easier. You can probably have your second meal with the time you have your first meal, and again, like, so many different things, lower volume foods, and even just like a, a like if it like goes down the rabbit hole of you've tried every single thing and you're still struggling, and it's just like that one thing's throwing you off. It could be just a change in food. Sometimes uh, an issue that I ran into like quite recently was just like um, having the same protein source. I was literally having like not a lot of protein sources apart from just chicken. It was like then became like a digestive issue. So then just like swapping out di- different food sources and trying different things, and then again, personal dependent kind of finding what works for you. Which is important. Definitely think that's a good thing to touch on. Like uh, changing your food sources depending on what phase you're in. Like you shouldn't really have the foods that you're, when you're dieting potentially i know people say like nothing changes it's just the amount but there are times when you potentially want to change because like the amount of maybe food you're eating when you're peak gaining phase like the amount of fiber you might be consuming from like trace sources uh, as long as fruit and ve- as well as fruit and vegetables could be so high that that could be causing digestive distress so i think it's definitely good to like tailor your food choices depending on what phase you're in and i usually touch on with like the eating window like if you start eating like you said earlier you've got the chance to get another meal in and digest that meal, be hungry again and literally have another, uh, just the ability to eat another meal uh, and not really feel much fullness from it. So I definitely agree in regards to that. And uh, with your food choices, like what do you, are you at the point where you are trying to maybe go for like low volume food sources to get maybe more calories in or to manage digestion or are you not at, at that point yet? Yeah, um, not not for the reason of appetite, more for the, more for the reason of time. Like, I don't have, I'm using the excuse, I don't have much time in my life. You've got the same time as everybody else, bro, like, whatever. But it's like, I just don't, like, especially, like, I would much rather, honestly, I would much rather be able to just wake up, like, go a quick walk, hydrate, have a coffee, and crack on with work. Like, see, like, eating is, like, an inconvenience to me. It's not because, and I don't wake up hungry, so I literally have, like, a bowl of granola with a, with a whey protein shake. It takes me literally under 10 minutes to eat. So it's literally eat then straight to work. Whilst if it was like on prep, I didn't eat my first meal until whatever time. But with that, if I was sitting there making like a big bowl of oats or whatever, like probably cooking it longer, like definitely going to take longer to eat it. And then probably going to feel a little bit sick because my appetite's not too high right now. Um, I'm going to be sitting at a desk, my steps are not that high. Then I'm not going to be hungry enough for my pre-workout meal. Then it's like a knock-on effect of feeling sick and stuff. So um, yeah, in regards to foods, mate, I would definitely say like kind of having lower volume foods just now 100% mate sure have you got any tactics that you're kind of using when it comes to your food choices as well as obviously like having granola in the mornings is there any other foods you're kind of subbing out or any examples you could give to someone in a certain situation that's similar again we'll say we'll say it's person dependent <laughs> people are going to be fucking sick of hearing that but um, now with that it's like people just digest things differently man like if I had to go have like I, I'll I had so many, so much potatoes um, on prep, like so much potatoes, it was fantastic. If I have potatoes now, I'm done, like I'm absolutely done. If I have oats now, my stomach is done. So it's like, again, if something doesn't digest well with you, take it out, put something else in. And I'm quite like simplistic in my eating, to be fair, mate. Like I'll have granola and a shake in the morning, pre-workout meal will be um, like chicken, rice and veg, but chocolate, again, simple. I've had um, highly brand cyclodextrin during the workout, post-workout will be cereal and a shake. Then again, it'll be another chicken and rice meal. And then evening, sometimes like a, a little bit of vary. Like I'll just try and have like something that I enjoy. So I'll have like some fruit. Um, sometimes we'll have like, like the little oven roll. 
So instead of having bagels, I have like this oven rolls with some butter on them and maybe like a protein yogurt. So that's like a little bit of enjoyment, but basically I have the exact same foods during the week. Weekends and stuff, I'll probably go off plan a little bit more. Um, not like fully, again, if I'm training, I'll still have the same pre and post workout meal. But then if I'm going to go out for a meal with my friends, my brother, Alex, whatever, I'll still try and enjoy that kind of that off plan meal and just make sure that I just don't undereat. But in regards to that, like, what are you saying about tactics and stuff? Do you mean tactics for like digestion or, or getting more food in? Because again, like, we've done so many different things. Well, you kind of touched on it, but just what food choices you kind of choose, and you kind of touched on it in regards to like things like bagels and cereal and that. Whereas when you are maybe dieting, you could kind of swap that for things like oats that will digest a bit slower ultimately and be a bit more satiating to the due to the fiber content in them. So yeah, you kind of pretty much answered that. But something that you touched on that I think is important is enjoyment as well, because like if you enjoy your food, you're going to kind of want to eat it. You're going to actually spend more time chewing your food. And that's ultimately where the digestion starts yeah pretty much yeah so yeah, I think yeah. that is something super important yeah, definitely man it's just right now for a balance of me it's like for example what time um, half past six like I had chicken and rice and it's like if I'm being honest I wasn't excited for that meal but yeah. due to timing and due to convenience I had it prepped it's easy I get it done I can come back to work it's now half past seven I'll see kind of what I've got to have later then I'll just like sometimes I'll change it like I'm not too too strict on like my evening stuff like if I feel like having like sometimes I'll have a snack like I've got like I have quite a lot of rice based food just now I think it's something that rice based stuff just digests well with quite a lot of people I've found especially with clients and myself so it's like Alex buys these little like um, it's not it's not um, rice cakes but like little rice crackers like like two pounds you know something fantastic like having a pack of chips it's like it's like just a rice cracker so yeah, like having like a tray of those, like 25 grams of carbs, and it's like having a nice, my mouth's actually water, I'm thinking about it, so yeah, I'm looking forward, I'm actually looking forward to them, which is, which is sad, man, but yeah. Nah, I think that's beneficial to hear, and something important as well, is just like longevity and not burning yourself out, and being able to rotate food sources, have off-plan meals when you kind of have the flexibility to do them, like uh, when you are gaining, I think it's very important, because it means when you are like starting a dieting phase, you can then flip that switch and you're going to be in a good spot mentally to diet because you've pushed your body weight up, because you've spent time gaining, because you've had the food choices you maybe want to have on the weekend, that sort of thing. 100% mate. I think you need to, for, I think you need to both for like, yeah, definitely for yourself in regards to pushing body weight up and, and getting, having the things you want to have, like rewarding yourself. But I think a massive reason that I have, would have more, um, kind of off-plan meals and social meals and I tell my clients this as well I was actually on quite a lot of coaching calls tonight and I was saying to them I want you to have an off-plan meal with your partner now that's a really important part for me is because excuse me your partner my partner especially up in the years as well excuse me again they gave up so much time and so much sacrifice and one thing that my missus loves doing is having a meal out with me and because she didn't have that for 29 weeks well 30 weeks um, last year it's like that's my time to then give back to that person who when it then comes around to, to diet again they also understand you know what it's cool it's temporary because I know that when Ben's not in a dieting phase we can go out for food and enjoy food so if I to say to there if I say no all year round I think it's going to take away like a big part of what I enjoy in a relationship is, is enjoying food together and stuff so like you're talking about there enjoyment is massive longevity is massive but also at the end of the day it's like a like there might be a lot of like bro bodybuilders watching this, but there's a lot more to bodybuilding than just a, more, a lot more to life than just bodybuilding. And you can still have nice foods and, and be such a productive bodybuilder and stuff. So enjoyment's a massive thing, mate, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that's good touching on the fact that you you do it 
to spend time with your partner because some people may be getting into what you could say bodybuilding or the gym they might not be, they might not believe that's possible but they might think that you need to be 100% just eating the same foods every single day and you can't have that flexibility and that's something that can ultimately lead you to getting burnt out in my opinion and not only that like it's not it's not needed it's like I'm kind of similar to yourself like I don't when my girlfriend's maybe working a bit more and I'm not seeing her much, I wouldn't have an off-plan meal because part of it's just like having a social occasion, spending time with someone. Uh, so I think it is valuable to kind of mention that so people can do both, maintain social relationships with their mates, with their significant other and still progress because both definitely is possible. 100%, 100%. There'll become a time and a place where you can. Like we're talking about prep. Like people will be like, oh, of course I'm not saying you can't diet. Like, Bodybuilding prep is different. Like we don't need to talk yeah. about bodybuilding prep. Here. Bodybuilding prep for me was like if you're going to stage, do every single thing possible. However, let's say seventy percent of my clients who are not going to be stepping on stage, they can still they still enjoy social like literally an off-plan meal or a couple of off-plan meals every single week. But it's just about educating them on what needs to be done during the week, banking calories to yeah. the weekend, and then they can still enjoy it. The biggest thing is if if you want to lose body fat, just be in a calorie deficit, eat less. Yeah, more. literally as simple as that. Um, yeah. So yeah, mate. That's what I say to my clients as well. It's like, yes, you can have an off-plan meal, but just be aware if you are going over your calories, it means you're going to have to eat less the rest of the time. So, And also something that I think people can potentially slip up on is they have an off-plan meal and they kind of let that milk into maybe the rest of the weekend or they kind of go a bit overboard and you can create you can create a calorie deficit six days of the week and on that seventh day, you could then go overboard with your food and then ultimately put you back at maintenance. Uh, and that's not going to do you any good because I think psychologically you're still dieting six days uh, so you're still mentally putting yourself through maybe that that strain of dieting uh, and rely on that willpower so you're still kind of taking it's taking its toll on you I believe 100% it's not even worth it like that's what I say to my clients like I want my clients want to look good for their social events so if I take their social events away and say you're not going to make you're not going to go to social events <clears throat> yes you might make more progress on paper because you're going to be dieting seven days a week. However, what's the point of my client looking fantastic to sit in the house? There's absolutely no point. But in the same breath, like you said, there's no point you grafting Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and absolutely burning it at the weekend, and then starting Monday where you were last Monday. Like that's fine if you want to if you want to maintain where you are. That's absolutely fine. But most people nowadays want to progress. So it's about finding a way where you can make progress during the week, enjoy your social event, get to Sunday night not feeling guilty, get to Monday and be ahead of where you were this time last week. Or maybe not even like a weekly basis, but like weekly or fortnightly or monthly or whatever you're going to, you're looking at your progress over, but it's just important that you're still moving forward, 100%. Yeah, definitely. And as you kind of touched on, like you said weekly, and that's something important because it's not just about what the scale weight is on Sunday, because ultimately like if your average is dropping on a weekly basis, that's what you're looking for. So that's kind of the benefit of not just weighing yourself one day and not stressing about kind of fluctuations and taking a weekly average. Like, like you said there, like you could have, if you're going, if you're having an off-plan meal at the weekend, which usually would be the weekend, the next again day is going to be like retaining water, again digestion, sodium levels, like you might have ate a little bit or eaten a little bit later than what you usually do, like so many different things to kind of contribute into that. So yeah, like with that, just take it with a pinch of salt and don't scale is almost an indicator of progression like over the course of whatever but it's not the be all and end all do you know what I mean so yeah. take things with a pinch of salt you, you, well, some people's goals is, is weight loss if they need to lose weight for something like competition or whatever like in certain categories or whatever 
but like nine times out of ten people want to just look better. And you can yeah. tell when you're looking better if your skill weight's not drastically dropping or whatever. So yeah, for sure, bro. Definitely, and I think that's something important. Like not not chasing a lower skill weight because sometimes you can get kind of caught up on right. I want to be lighter and lighter, but ultimately that's not your goal and. Uh, that's why it's like important to consider other things like how are you looking visually in your progress photos because if you if you're looking better you're the same body weight then that's a win whereas some people can kind of get a bit attached to it which I can get why because it's a tangible way to say progress it's it is exciting seeing a new low in body weight because it shows you're progressing especially when maybe performance might not be uh, flying up because you're in a dieting phase so I think that's something important for sure no definitely like you said it's not a it's just asking your client the question, like say for instance they're like, oh, like I'm I'm now I'm eighty kg or I'm eighty three kilo and they're they're looking great, they're looking pretty lean and they're like, I want to be below eighty. I'm like, cool, so would you rather be let's say seventy seven kilo but you look worse or be eighty three kilo or eighty eighty one whatever but look better? Even though they're heavier, they'd much rather look better. Nobody's gonna come up to you on holiday or even on fucking stage but oh what weight are you bro? You look like you're 70 kilo or 80 kilo, nobody gives a fuck. It's about how you look. And and like you said there, like when this is like both things as well, like people can either chase a chase a number on the scale or like end up chasing condition too much that it worsens a physique. That's something I see a lot in, in, in young people as well, or even people who've not been trained that long who are just like not got much muscle on their frame is like they're like, oh, I want to get leaner, I want to get leaner, I want my cores to be leaner, I want my hamstrings or glutes to be leaner, and I'm like like Getting leaner doesn't necessarily mean like le- less weight or less body fat for you. You just don't have the muscularity, the, the, the actual mature muscle to kind of push through that body fat and, and ha- actually have that level of condition. So there's so many different things that people, like you say, they think if I just keep losing weight, losing weight, losing weight, I'm going to get leaner and leaner and leaner. And that's like definitely not, not the case, mate. It's very much a, a balancing act, if you want to call it that, mate. Yeah, definitely. And I, I see that with like some clients myself. Like, they they want to just diet and be lean, but like you need you need that muscle tissue to reveal. And if you're not kind of spending time in a surplus, you're never building your metabolic intake or in other words your calories up. So you're not giving yourself kind of you're not putting yourself in a good position to then lose weight and reveal any muscle tissue. And I think that's something that a lot of people do wrong. Like you you want you want something to show when you're dieting, and you're probably not going to be happy with the final product of your diet if you don't spend time purposely gaining or at least maintaining because if the only time you're consistent is when you're dieting like you you're never in an actual prime position to build muscle so you're going about your training and your whole fitness kind of fitness journey never ever been in the best position possible to build muscle and i think that baffles me and people leave a lot of progress on the table 100 mate. it's like a time of year right now that's like people just start slowing down they think, oh, like, ah, I've got in good shape with someone, I'm going to start slowing down. It's like, well, that's fine, but what you do now will show next year. Bottom yeah. Line, like it will. And yeah. Like, um, I think it was AJ that actually mentioned this in one of his, one of his videos on, his, on the NBW site. It was like, the diet is literally just you pulling off body fat to reveal the progress you made in the off-season. Literally. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So if you're not even spending any time in the off-season, how the fuck can you expect to make progress? You're not going to. Yeah. Like, I literally did another post on this as well. Like these, we were spoken about this earlier, like these 12-week gaining phases, it's like, it's not going to do nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think that's that's a bad thing about the term off season because it seems like off. you're yeah. yeah you're switching off. Which there's a as we just touched on there's a place to have off plan meals that yeah. sort of thing. But but we're also like I bet you're kind of nailing your sleep the majority of the time. You're 
always making sure you're, you're training and following what split you're currently on that suits your current schedule and like you're nailing your variables apart from obviously having a meal out here and there and like it's it's not a time to just switch off completely and you're not just eating whatever you want every night you've still got that structure and consistency there and you're still you're still on the ball because like for myself i've had some off plans meals like here and there but apart from like prep nothing's changed an awful lot to be honest i'm just i'm just eating more and kind of doing the same thing sure mate no, definitely mate it's like People can kind of get bored of it, and I think it's important to kind of fall in love with the process as well. Um, like change is important. Like even even my training as well. Like my training's changed now because I came back up to Scotland. But like even within like movements or how I structure a leg session, nothing's ever changed. Still the exact same fucking exercises because it works for me and I still enjoy it. Like obviously if you're losing the enjoyment like aspect of it, of course it would make sense to change a few things or whatever because change is important. Like people enjoy change, even if you think you don't need to change something. I'm sure we can all admit that. If you swapped out, let's say, a low incline Smith press, one rotation for a low incline dumbbell press, you're quite like, oh, fuck, I'm actually excited to do this. Do you, know, you yeah. can all admit it? Like, we definitely are. It's nice. Change is nice. But it doesn't mean you need to go like, cool, this week I'm going to do dumbbell press, next week chest, like machine chest press, next week Smith press. It's like, can give yourself something to go off of in regards to progression and stuff. Mate. So, um, yeah. You can change what's not broken for sure. Sure. It's a balancing act for sure. It's like... You do want to enjoy your training, so sometimes having some novelty in there can be beneficial, but it's important to kind of realise, are you chasing enjoyment or are you chasing progress? Yeah. Uh, because they're not they're not the same thing sometimes, because like, there's movements that are in my split are just a bit boring, like I don't want to go in and do like a cable press, it's not exciting, and I don't want to do like fluff work for certain exercises, like a cuffed pullover, like I want to do some bent over rows, but... If you make up all your program from movements that are enjoyable, you're going to have gaps in your physique. You're going to have lagging body parts to show for it. You did mention uh, something earlier regarding, like, uh, it can be boring, like, gaining, and you can kind of, like, I don't know if you said lose motivation, but I believe you can lose motivation just from being in, like, a long gaining phase. Do you have any tactics you use with yourself or with your clients to kind of keep enjoyment high, keep motivation high, and to maybe give them a sense of urgency and keep them on the ball? shifting your focus mate because right now it's like people like let's say for example myself it's like people think my next goal is like cool next time I get on stage right cool so that's what you're working towards people say when is that absolutely no idea I'm in no, no rush to do it but let's say it's been four years people are like how the hell are you motivated for, for the next four years and I'm not going to say I wake up motivated with a spring in my step and I'm ready kill every single person to get there like absolutely not but it's just important that you then go back onto sort of like shifting your mindset of like just performance based goals, mate. Right now in the off season, I think it's super important. Like, cool. Like now, I've obviously been back in Flex, which is a, a local gym that me and Charlie train at in Scotland. And um, with that, it's like cool. I've got used to the kit. I know what what I want to do. I know in regards to numbers and stuff. Now it's a case of progression. So now it's like cool. Let's set some numbers on it. Where do you want to be by the end of the year? Where do you want to be by next year? How strong do you want to get on this certain movement? Um, so definitely think a shift in a shift in goals to more performance based goals um, and even just things like just, just like a knowledge standpoint as well like I want to develop my knowledge as a coach I want to do more things in business have more podcasts get in front of more people have a membership site build my coaching business all these different things and all of them if I just keep consistent with doing name like if I'm hitting my food if I'm gradually increasing scale over time and I'm getting stronger and I'm hunting down those goals because I'm motivated by that the, the physique progression is going to come I mean, it's not. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't wake up at every single check. I don't do every single check and be like, "Has oh, my progress photos changed?" 
I take them, and sometimes I can see some change, but like you're not going to be seeing weekly progression off season. You're just not. But we then go back to be like, how has training been? If training's good, scale weights up slightly, appetite's good, energy's good, you're in a good spot. Continue pushing. Simple as that. Definitely, and I think that's something I like to in some of my clients, like what's happening in the gym, because obviously like, you could say we train because to build muscle to look better, but at the same time, like I train because I love training. Yeah. And I think, see, if you just constantly rely on how you're looking visually, you're not going to be able to commit to gaining phases for one. And two, I don't think it's that healthy just obsessing over how you look on a daily basis. I think it's good to like have a performance aspect to it. Definitely. I think it's just so hard nowadays for a lot of people. Like, I was there when I was younger. Like, I just wanted to look good all the time, um, especially coming from somebody who was extremely, extremely skinny and whatever. But now it's like a... Like, just be confident in the way you look now, so I don't look at myself and be like, I think something that's important, I spoke about this in one of my videos as well, for, for the membership site, it's like, stop being so fucking harsh on your physique. Like, I could look at the mirror and be like, oh, my stomach's not that lean. There's a negative. It could be, oh, my face looks a little bit chubby. There's a negative. If you're focusing on the negatives, you're gonna you're gonna struggle. Whilst now I'm like, oh, I look fuller on a jumper. My, my yeah. arms looking bigger, my quads look bigger, my back looks bigger, my chest looks fuller. Like, I, I, look, I feel strong, I feel powerful, I feel confident. Like if you if you're giving yourself if you're thinking about those things, excuse me, that's going to help massively positive influence the way you look. Because if it's just not going to be looking at how you look, it's not as if you're like we're not saying, oh, just don't give a fuck at how you look. Just just be fat as fuck. That's definitely not the point. You still need to obviously keep a decent level of body composition, but like you said, not obsessed yeah. over it. But I think that comes with time, to be fair, mate. And I think because of the like so many different people on like social media, it's like such like a big thing now. That, like people. Just thinking you have to look good twenty four seven, like and again, comparing yourself to Instagram, fuck social media. Social media is a highlight reel. You're looking at yeah. people who are maybe posting photos that they took in summer. They do not look like that now, right? Like, not in bodybuilding. Like I'll, I'll post like yeah, I'll post some some things, but if I'm talking about if I'm posting a, a lean photos because I'm talking about whatever it is in regards to dieting phase, but I'll obviously give like honest physique updates, so will yourself, etc., etc. So, but people who you're looking up to. Say celebrities or whatever, males, females, whatever it is, they do not look like that twenty four seven. Not a chance. If they do, probably using some some fancy supplements to, to help them along the way. <laughs> I can that. Nah, I think that's a great point uh, to touch on, and definitely agree. And I kind of I, I kind of struggled with the whole the whole body image thing after prep. Not it wasn't cr- crazy severe or that, but just because prep, you're thinking get leaner, get leaner, get leaner for like thirty thirty ish weeks. And then going out of prep, you're like, your your perception of what's lean is so skewed. And again, I could, I could have been a lot leaner last year, but like, like I, I mind like when I put on, not even a lot, but wait, like four pounds, I was like, I look, I look fat. <laughs> and then like, and then see if I looked at these photos now, I'd be like, oh, I look all right, you know what I mean? But it's just, it's just because you're so used to like, being at that, that point, and now like I look at I look at myself like beginning phase now, and be like, oh, I can push a bit more. Oh, man, it's so fucking funny, man. Like I just spoke about this as well. Like I went to Greece. Like I've been so fortunate this year, man. I've been so many holidays. It's been absolutely fantastic. And even went to like, I went to Italy for a wedding. I went to Spain for a business trip. I went to Greece last uh, last month for my girlfriend, and it's like I was at a resort in Greece with a couple of guys who were in good shape. To be fair, so hats off to them. Um, but with that as well, it's like. Comparing yourself to ninety nine point nine percent of the people I've seen, I was leaner, and I would peak off season. Yeah, crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Like again, you're comparing yourself to these elite people you follow on Instagram. 
these these people who are best of the best, these IFB pros or whatever it is, or people who are competing. And you're like, oh fuck, like they look like that right now. Yeah, bro, they're fucking two weeks out. You're, you're yeah. Look, fucking shreddy. look at them in a year's time. If they're not season, which they should be, they, they, they're not going to be the same. They're yeah, just, and stop, stop comparing yourself to people who are like this this one percent. And even if they are, even if they are fucking absolutely insane. Cool. Do you look better than what you did last year? Yes, fantastic. 100%. You've resumed, mate. That's fucking it. It's the only thing you can progress on. Fuck everybody else. Definitely. And as you said, like, you probably look better. Like, if, if you, if you weight train consistently, especially if, like, you, you listen to any sort of podcast or you've got any sort of coach or, or that, you're probably looking better than the majority of the population. So I think that's something super, super important to realise. And as you said, like, are you better than where you were? last week last year like that that should be your main goal because there's always someone to kind of compare to and i see this with like quite a lot of young individuals like they can be impatient when it comes to their progress i'm like right the guy you're looking at is someone who's been training for five years uh you've been training for a year like it's time you know what i mean what's that what's that saying it's like don't compare your chapter one to somebody's chapter 20 exactly simple as that Simple as that. Yeah. So that's it, mate. Even fucking hell, even nowadays, man, I get I, I coach quite a lot of young lads. Um, it's like sometimes they're like, right, cool. I'm like, oh, how do you want to look by your holiday next year? And they're like, they're fucking, they're small, they're skinny guys, nobody training much, they're fucking like teenagers there. Like, I like to look about your size, but come summertime, I'm like, bro, you're like sixty kilo. They're like, nah, uh, your size, and I'm like, that's heartbreaking. Cause I'm like, bro, like, I'm sorry to tell you this, but it takes time, eh? Like, you yeah. can just pass whatever. You diet down and you're lean. You're not going to gain that much. Even my fucking, I mean, even look at my my stage weight comparison. I was the same weight in 2019 as what I was in 2022. At 2022, three years of difference, exact same scale weight. So if you're focused on just on scale weight, again, I think we're not even talking about scale weight here. But if you're just, if you're focusing just scale weight, I never made any progress last the, 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 those three years. Yeah. And it's like you need to look at other variables. Whereas if I look at progress photos, now like literally night and day. Do you know what I mean? So. I don't know what it's saying there, but yeah, UV shoot is the only thing you should be looking at for sure. Definitely, and the fact that like people are, are in their younger years, they might want to look good now, but what's going to make them look maybe their best long term is spending time gaining. And then when you do that year on year, the more muscle tissue you have, the leaner you actually look at a certain level of body fat. Like maybe you before you started training at a certain level of body fat versus now at that same level of body fat like because you've got more muscle tissue you may look more vascular you may have more shape to your physique well not me i believe you will definitely uh so even when like clients come out with dieting phases and like i mean myself when i started with aj i was building muscle in some areas like a mind that just had some new veins appearing like and muscle groups grew which just gave them a pe- the appearance of being leaner and even like now, like just because I've got more muscle tissue to show for it, and yes, I'm leaner, but like I've got just what you could say, it's kind of like a bit of a bro term, more maturity to my physique. I can see more detail, uh, although maybe I'm not super lean, and I think that's going to allow me to then get leaner when I do start prep. That's it, mate. Hands down, mate. Hands down, mate. Could not agree more. Um, and just, just back to the thing we were talking about earlier, when people start chasing, chasing, like, I want to be leaner, I want to be leaner, I want to be leaner. I'm like, you just can't get leaner, mate. You can diet for a fucking another year if you want. You're not going to look any better. And that's like, yeah. like you said, you're not, you just need muscle, man. And it's yeah, and then when... What you saying? Go for it. And then when you kind of do keep dieting and dieting, like, sometimes there's just, you've not got any more weight to lose, if that makes sense. You're just like beating a dead horse. Like, if you're kind of, maintenance calories are super low, expenditures high, like, you can't really push that lower and you're just spinning your wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
muscle, man. You run your world with muscle. If you just keep dieting, dieting, like, I, I, I'm just saying, man, diet, dieting's a phase. Dieting's a, a phase, not a lifestyle. Like, yeah. just go in the phase, you need to get out of the phase. You have an end goal yeah. in the phase, uh, whatever it is, like, and I guess, like, even even if you are somebody who just wants to look good every single summer, that's cool, but, but after summer, like, now, get out of it, man. Like, just push food up. You don't have to get fucking fat, but just get back to your body. But like you said, yeah. like, especially young lads, like, if you want to maximise your progression and look good, like, be up and, like, absolutely productive or, like, um, a lot, made a lot of progress in the next few years, you need to gain. But in the same breath, it's like, if you're happy, like, just gaining, like, some, some, some weight over Christmas and whatnot, gaining, like, a tiny bit of muscle over Christmas and whatnot, then dying for a, can I be for every single year? Fuck it, man. Go for it. Is that, yeah. If you're okay with that. If, you, if that's yeah. your, if your goal, that's absolutely fine. I'm never going to make a client. Like, if somebody's like, I want to look good in summer, I'm like, no, you're, you, you're going to look bigger next year. I'm not going to let you die. It's like, fuck me. Like, it's about, as a coach, you helping your clients achieve their goals. Obviously, you can give yeah. them advice and be like, listen. And the thing is, a lot of my clients will do what I said there. I would say, listen, you could be bigger if you commit to this year. And they're like, nah, what? I want to just diet again this summer. And I'm like, cool, that's fine. They get the summer. Well, if Ben, I thought it was going to look way different. No, I told you so. So now I've got lads who are like already in a gaining phase, who have been in a gaining phase since, let's say, August time. And they are going to, their goal is to continue progressing in their gaining phase next year. And their, and their new fat loss goal is 2025. And I'm like, fuck, yes, mate. Like, yeah. absolutely fantastic. Like, you might not see the progression, but I promise you, when 2025 comes, you're going to look absolutely insane. Mate. I've got quite a lot of lads doing that right now, and it's super, super exciting. Yeah, because that's, that's where the progress is made, as we've rambled on a bit. But uh, I think that's something, like, super valuable to say as well, because, like, like you said, it's your client's goal, so I think your job as a coach, and what I tell my clients is, like, my job as a coach is to just arm you with maybe the pros and cons of, like, your actions. Like, going, going on again about, like, if you go out and you don't kind of handle your off-plan meals and social events well, you could be back at the same weight. It's like, you can still do that if you want to do that. It's just me, it's my choice to just arm you with maybe the potential potential uh, effects of your actions. My, my favourite saying in the whole entire world, I've got two, but this is my first, like my proper one. It's like, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make a horse. And us as coaches, and I've got a lot, I've got a lot of clients that are coaches, and they get frustrated with us clients not doing this and that, not doing that. And I'm like, have you told them the best advice that they can, if they come at you with a goal, you then give them that advice, it's up to them to take it. You can't, well you could, go to the house and slap it out of their hand and fucking force people or whatever, but it's not going to happen, it's up to them. It's up to you. You've got to want it. That's it. Yeah. You're filling quotes tonight. Uh, but I, f- I think that's super true and it's frustri- it can be, I appreciate kind of their their thought process as a coach because like you you want your clients to do well you want them to get results for for your own business growth definitely and just because you you care about them as your client or hopefully they do you talk yeah for sure mate. No, definitely especially when somebody comes to you with like a with like a goal like I, I want to achieve this because of how i'm feeling it now cool here's what has to be done again if you just go back to your own ways you can't expect it to do anything different i was gonna say another quote there but we'll leave it for another night Bye. <laughs> and uh, with we'll we'll change what we're kind of chatting about a touch. Uh, so with your gain phase, like what have you got any certain areas you're looking to improve, if if applicable? And if so, like what actions are you taking to improve the improve those areas for next time around you may step on stage? Um, definitely. Just for me, it's like just everywhere to be fair, um, especially lower body. Like being so tall and having long limbs and whatnot. Like you could say it's a, a, I've got. A, a larger frame to fill out, like long limbs, etc., etc. 
Um, it's just going to be time as well. Literally just time, mate. And it's like, with what we're doing, nothing different. Literally nothing different. Just like rinse and repeating. Staying in a surplus, beating last week's numbers for as long as I possibly can. That's literally it, mate. Um, I've took down quite a bit of my training volume as well. I'm not training as much. Um, again, with, with time with work, so busy with work, it was just sessions were not rushed because I'd, I'd, I'd always commit my time to my sessions. It was, it was always has been like a big priority in my life, but it was just like looking at the clock and going home and being so tired and not being productive and work. I mean, something that I want to grow is both physique and business. So, yeah, I would definitely say lower body for sure, but just literally all over, um, especially for the level that I want to be next time I compete. Um, there's a lot of fucking big guys, man. There's a lot of big guys. I don't want to go back on stage and just be like, all right, cool. Like you look, but I even over saying it should be you when it's competing. It's like, yeah, it should be you, but I also want to be like competitive when I when I compete. It's the whole point of why I do compete. That's really refreshing to hear in regards and regarding building muscle everywhere because you get folk who like they need muscle here or this this division of maybe their pec or whatever. But like, if you focus too much on, I'll say that. Fair enough, fair enough. But if you focus like on too much on one area, it's like. Overall, you're just limiting how much muscle you can build everywhere, if that makes sense. Like, I got on onto the quotes. I think a good quote I heard is like, uh, like focus on like the broad strokes before like using a fine brush, like in regards to painting or whatever. Like, get just the majority of meat and muscle in your frame and with your training. Something I think is super important is like maximizing how much big movements you can do first. So, instead of when constructing constructing your program, focusing on right. Uh, how much or doing all these isolation movements like do as much as you can recover from bent over rows like squatting variations and uh, like big presses and then add in the additional maybe work around that like isolation movements to kind of fill in maybe this the slight gaps you might have over time and uh, maybe the for your side delts etc but like the majority of your movements when you're new and young in your training career you can recover from doing a lot so do like a lot of big movements as you are still doing and you're obviously quite far ahead into your training you've built a lot of muscle you've made a lot of progress but you're still doing like a yes it's not as frequent but i believe you're still running a upper lower split am i right in saying that yeah exactly so like you are that experience yet you're still kind of doing that big split where you're hitting a lot of big movements yeah, yeah for sure mate um just recently quite changed to be fair it used to be pull push legs upper lower um but like i said just just with the the time I had to go back to, or not go back to, I've never actually done this in my entire life, but doing upper lower. So yeah, my lower body sessions are big session. Both my lower body sessions are big sessions. Both my upper, both my upper body sessions are also big sessions. With like, like two, well, one big press and one and two big like rolling variations. Another one is like two heavy presses and two heavy back movements. And again, it's like it is taxing, and that's the, and there's isolation work as well. There's like a few, then there's arms at the end of that, so it's a long session and a taxing session, but I can recover from it fine and I progress fine as well. And and you need to recover if you're not recovering, you're fucking wasting progress. Like if you're you're only like you're only as big as you're only going to make as much progress as what you can recover from. So it's really really important that as well. But people think we don't know a rabbit hole with this. Like people like less can sometimes be more. Like absolutely, but then again, it's like. Don't always look to try and do less and get away with it. Like if you can, if you're doing something now and you're progressing from it, don't just start doing less for the sake of it. If you are doing less, you need to increase something. If it's the like intensity or whatever, like you need to bring bring that level of intensity up. If you're like going to be bringing something else down or whatever it is, so um, 
yeah, upper lower just now, mate. It's, it's going well, man. It's going well. I'm enjoying it for sure. Good. I like what you said there about kind of less isn't always more, or like more more can be better, but not always, uh, because like, and it it depends who you're speaking to, what answer you should give, because someone who has no background in sport in the gym for the first time, like talking like talking a lot about fatigue management and how it can be like very negative, like accumulating fatigue and you need to deload and do these non-fatiguing movements and I'm not sure if you've heard the term like stimulus to fatigue ratio, basically like picking movements that are highly stimulative, low fatiguing for the audience out there, like you don't need to focus on that, like that's not information that's applicable for yourself, like what's applicable for yourself is again doing a lot of kind of big movements and I like what you said as well about how your split, like your split you are recovered from it and something I think is important as well is like making sure your split, you've got it to suit your lifestyle as well because see if you try to maybe, oh tell me your thoughts on this, but if you try to stick to your previous split doing pull push legs I believe and kind of committing that time to it, if you can't or you, you you could probably still adhere to it, but if that's going to cause excessive stress outside the gym, as you kind of touched on briefly, uh, then that's maybe going to impact your recovery, impact the quality of those sessions. So in that case, as we kind of touched on, more is not necessarily better in that case. Definitely. Like you said there, it's like there's mul- like multiple things that was affected. Like, even enjoyment, mate. It even took away from enjoyment. Like, the gym was just a chore. The gym, like, I had to just get to the gym. It wasn't even as if I was like, oh, Cool, I've got push today. It was like, fuck, hurry up, I need to get to the gym, I've got push. So it wasn't even as if I was enjoying it. And the main reason we train is because we enjoy it. And if we yeah. enjoy something, like I know we spoke about like enjoyment and progression, but if you enjoy something, you're going to work harder at it. So if you're not enjoying something, it's going to be really, really hard to kind of get the motivation to perform. When I was in the gym, I would still perform. I would never not perform. But like you said, I was constantly looking at the time. My, my business took a hit. When we didn't really take yeah. it, it was fucking very, very difficult to progress my business because. Or, or be there. I want to be the best coach for my clients. I want to have the energy. Like my clients know me for. Like I know it's eight o'clock at night. And I've had a busy day, so I might not be full of energy right now. But like I want to be a kind of energetic, upbeat coach. I don't want to be like, you know, like, all right, mate. Like, yeah, you've done well, and I can't focus. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was like that during prep. It was fucking hard, but prep's different. I knew that was going to be the case. My clients will understand, which is fine. But now I want to have energy to give to my clients. I don't yeah. want to be miserable as fuck to to my missus, to my mates, not be able to do anything at the weekend because I'm so fucking tired and overwhelmed. Like, overwhelm is a massive thing. And stress management as well. Like, you need to manage yourself, man, and manage your time. And it's, it's hard, especially being self-employed. I've been self-employed literally my whole entire life. So being your own boss, try to progress a business, try to progress a physique, be a, be a boyfriend, be a brother, like, coach for excellent clients. It's a lot, man. So, yeah, like, less for me was definitely more. It allowed me to, to have better sessions. I had better quality sessions. I've got more enjoyment. I made more progress. My business has gone better. I've got more energy. I've got more time for my missus. I've got more time for my mates. Like so much different things, mate. It's literally just this sweet spot. And every single person's different. And what you probably find as well is like clients will always come on board and be like, "I can do six days," and I'm like, "Right, cool." But how many sessions are you missing? There's so many weeks that you're just missing sessions, mate, because you mm-hmm. cannot adhere to it. You're stressed out your fucking box. You're you're now saying that you're oh, I missed a session because of this and because of that. So you're now not adhering to the to the plan. You're now frustrated about that. Let's just do less, mate instantly less stress of the shoulders, they're going to enjoy the process more, make more progress, have more energy to put in their sessions, fucking look better. Look and feel better. Definitely. So it's all about changing. And if you're... And time, people, people, time changes well. 
Like, if you asked me that two years ago, I'd be like, I'm not fucking doing like that many days a week. I can do loads more, which I could at the time. But sh- shit changes, and you need to change with mm-hmm. all of the times. Definitely, I've experienced that with a few clients. Like they, like they've got exams coming up, so we've moved them to maybe a four day, four day week split instead of a five day week split. And ultimately, like, see if you're on maybe a four day week split. And ultimately, you can, that's all you can adhere to. Maybe sometimes you can get five sessions in. I'd rather have someone on a four day week split because what that will basically mean is if they, like, they'll definitely be able to get those sessions in. Whereas if you plan, let's say, a push pull legs, maybe upper lower split, right? Someone's consistently missing their last lower session. Let's say their lower body's a weakness. Then why are they on that split? Why not just put them on upper lower, upper lower? They're definitely going to hit their, weak body part twice a week yeah. uh, and get what they need from that split and then you could even do like an optional like I've I've suggested this to clients as well, like an optional day yeah. so like maybe like arm, arms and delts yeah so you're kind of like auto-regulating how much time you have and then like worst scenario is you don't train arms and delts and that's not like one of the big, that's not you're not going to get as much return in that from training upper. So if you do miss it, it's not as big a deal when it's planned in. For sure, mate. Nah, you hit the nail on the head with that there, mate. 100%, mate. Nothing to add there. That's spot on. Sweet. Is there anything else you'd like to kind of chat about tonight at all? Is there any other topics you'd like to cover before we kind of wrap up? Nah, mate. I think we covered quite a bit there. The thing is, man, like with, like with every kind of subtopic we spoke about, you could go, you could do a full podcast and just wonder, like, yeah. so much information. And it's like, We've both of us have been in this game for some time now, like actually walking the walk, but also being a coach. It's like there's just so much different things that you could kind of dive into. So, like the biggest thing I would say is like if if anybody does is watching this podcast and would like me and Charlie to go into detail on, on another thing or another topic, like, we can definitely come back on and, and explain it for you guys in more detail. Like I'm more than happy to do that for the podcast for Charlie for for anybody who watches Charlie or supports Charlie or myself. Like both our inboxes are always open. Um, if we can answer the question quickly, we can. But if you want like a full topic on something, then let us know. I'm more than happy to do that. I'd really like that myself, mate. And uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've got like a list of different things to touch on, and I've, I got to uh, the second in the list. <laughs> I, I know, got like ten things to touch on. We kind of touched on a few more, to be fair, but I didn't really get through much of them. Which is a good thing, to be fair. You don't want to be like yeah. Yeah, yeah, struggling, taking us. It's hard, mate. It's hard, mate. Like. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. What was it? What was? What just tell me the eight things. And we can, and uh, let, let, let's go through the eight things. We're not touching them. But if anybody says, "Oh fuck, I wish he's went through that," we can touch. Them. So we had. Tell me about yourself, current phase, and how it's been. Kind of got that. Areas looking to improve. Uh, obstacles. We didn't really touch on. You. I think you mentioned being ill. Don't know if that counts. We mentioned briefly your split, uh, and the why. I had mistakes made in the past, how you rectified them, rate of gain you're looking for, kind of touched on that, uh, when to pull back, kind of touched, we, we did touch on a lot of things, but they just came up in conversation, I didn't kind of ask you them, and like, if a meal planner or macro goals kind of best for yourself, round about like, food choices, how high your food is at the moment, just a bit about that, and like, uh, also like, have you got any other goals apart from like, your own training, have you got any other goals like, like a expenditure goal, cardio, have you got that kept in at the moment, etc. And then, like, how long do you recommend spending a gaining phase? Kind of covered that briefly, as long as possible, really, but we didn't really give a set kind of 
amount of time and uh, just any tips maximizing gaining phases and if there was any other kind of things you wanted to touch on so I think you said it's not a bad thing man it's like I, I, that's why it's like I do like I'm um, never coach for skill mentors like I'm their um, like client results like coach which is like, a nice little status to have and it's like when I'm doing a live training I have to write a presentation and I can only, I have to bullet point it and then my my mentor Tom has to has to basically like come on and be like just if I'm going too far like put it in the chat like Ben come on move on <laughs> I just I just talk and talk and talk. It's a good thing she got a lot of information out, but sometimes you end up talking that long and something that you don't get the other points. But um, yeah, if there's anything else, if there's anything that anybody wants to hear that Charlie mentioned there that we didn't come off, or like I said, any questions, like just fucking ask. I'm sure it's coming. Well, sure. It shows you're passionate about it, that the fact that you can talk so long in the subjects. Nah, for sure, mate, for sure. I, was, I thought you were breaking up there. I was going to say it's good timing if we're finishing this, but I can hear you now. But that, that's it, mate. Like, it's, it's, just, it's just passionate about it, but it's just like, just, just trying to give value to other people as well. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people watching who will hopefully take value from something that we spoke about tonight. And if you're in a gaining phase, battler's phase, whatever, just enjoy it and fucking work hard. Pretty much. Have you got anything you'd like to plug? Anything you'd like to kind of uh, tell individuals where to find you, etc.? Instagram. Ben Pettis Fitness. That's really all I post on, to be fair. Facebook's just Ben Pettis. But yeah, Ben Pettis Fitness is where I post them all on my social media. Um, I have got a website coming, a membership site coming soon, which is going to be really, really exciting. That would just be Ben Pettis Fitness. Also, um, I am potentially looking at doing a rebrand this year because um, we're just trying to build out more than just like me being a coach. So that's going to be really exciting. But yeah, Ben Pettis Fitness on social media, um, Instagram and stuff. That's basically what I do mainly. Um, just, try and, just try and bring value. Um, I'm somebody who's very, very real. Um, as you've hopefully guessed on here, how you find me on here, how you see me on social media, that's how you see me in person. So, um, like I said, if you ever see me in person, come and say hi. If you ever want to chat to me on social media, come and say hi. Well, I can back that up. You're very similar in person than you are on the podcast for sure. But yeah, thank you very much for coming on. And uh, yeah, greatly appreciate everyone check out Ben's Instagram and drop him a follow. Thank you so much. Well, right. bro- brother, right. thanks for having me. I really appreciate your time. Um, and like I said, mate, if there's any other episodes you want to cover in the future or whatever i've always got i've always got time for you young charles sure sounds great so thank you very much everyone for watching or listening to the improvement podcast please like subscribe uh leave a comment if you enjoyed the episode and if you'd like us to touch on anything else please just let us know and uh hope everyone has a great rest of their day